1: Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bolin.
0: And today... I am going to have to make sure that one of my childhood best
1: friends tunes into this episode because we are going to cover his favorite car. Really? hmm Big fan of the Acura NSX, I take it. Yes. Or the Honda NSX, depending
0: on, uh, on where you are in the world, right? Yeah, for our friends in uh, Japan, that would be the Honda NSX. Mm-hmm.
1: And for our stateside listeners, that is the Acura. Yep, and we have a couple of uh, stateside listeners that um, I believe stateside. You know what? I, I don't really know for sure. Um that uh would like to hear about the NSX, Ben. We've got um two emails here, one from Dave, uh which it was an email. Uh just simply says a podcast on the Acura NSX. That's what I want to hear about. It's my favorite car. Please do it. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's from Dave. And then a second one from Johnny who sent uh, sent one in on I think it was July fifth uh on Facebook and says just wants to know about a uh the Honda or Acura NSX. Um also mentions that Ayrton Senna's fingerprints are all over this car, mm-hmm. which uh, piqued my interest, which, you know, I mean, I had heard about this in the past, so I thought, well, let's dig into it. It's one of my favorite cars, too. Oh, yeah? So, uh, Dave and Johnny, this one is for you and uh, and everybody else out there, too.
0: Yeah, if you, by some weird miscarriage of car justice, have not
1: heard of the NSX, um. What can we tell you? Yeah. you know? it, look it up. It's definitely worth seeing. And it still has – I think it still has a curb appeal. Absolutely. I, I think it's a car that people still find attractive even though this is a car that the, – the body style never really dramatically changed mm-hmm. um, in its 15-year production history. But we're talking about a car from 1990, 1991. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first it, sold in 1990. Personally, I think it's still an attractive design. Absolutely,
0: and so do car buyers. One interesting thing that we should touch on in this podcast is the fact that if you are an owner of an Acura, which uh, an Acura NSX 1990 to about 2005, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're one of those owners, you will have – an abnormally high resale value in
1: comparison to other vehicles of the same year. Exactly. And, you know, we say throughout this podcast, we may say 90-91. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually for sale in the summer of 1990 as a 1991 year or model year vehicle. Mm-hmm. So um, either one is correct. We're, we're going to be saying probably 1990 because that was the first year of development or first year build. Mm-hmm. Uh, but model year, 91 through 2005 is what the, uh, uh, the Acura NSX was produced. So uh,
0: this – this work on this vehicle goes back a little bit further. Uh, in 1989, the NS-X mid-engine prototype is introduced at the Chicago Auto Show, mm-hmm. and then later in the same year at the Tokyo Motor Show. Um, but by this point, it was
1: already gathering such momentum, and people kind of had a good feeling. Oh, sure, this becomes like a flagship car immediately for Acura, mm-hmm. um, because you know people are, are noticing, saying, "Well, we've seen." You know, these milder sports cars from Acura, from the, Acura's the performance, or actually rather the luxury division of Honda. Um, and you'll find that, like, a lot of people didn't really expect this car to come from Acura at that time. I don't, it just wasn't the thing that they were doing at the time. Now, I know that they're, they're continually building, you know, on performance, Mm -hmm. um, even up until today, which we'll talk about at the end of this podcast, but, um, the NSX was kind of out of the blue, really. I mean, as somebody may argue that and say, well, they've always had performance engines and, and, you know, they've always been kind of on the edge of performance. But with the NSX, this was their first real foray into the world of sports cars, you know, mid-engine, all-aluminum, um, very, very sporty feel and handling. And there's a lot uh, – there's kind of a lot behind that as well. There's a story behind how the car was developed.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of technical innovation here that is unique – Okay, wait, I've I've got to let the cat out of the bag. Mm -hmm. For people who haven't heard it before, there are quite a few folks uh, around the world who will tell you that the NSX is the world's best overall sports car. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they will say this, uh, it goes back to a number of reasons. There's the power to weight ratio, Mm -hmm. which is is
1: very, um,
0: very impressive. Healthy. Healthy. It's healthy,
1: yeah, because – what um, it's all aluminum we said it's aluminum mm-hmm, engine mm-hmm. aluminum alloy frame and body yep um it's it's extremely lightweight and uh you know with the, the mid-engine uh you know the wheel or the rather the uh, the engine behind the the driver compartment of the mm. uh, the passenger area um the car is weighted really well it's just it, it's an extremely crisp handling vehicle
0: yeah and it's it's got electronic power steering too mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is uh which is a factor in that so this this. You know, week, you, yeah. Wait, one quick thing though. Yeah.
1: You, you just kind of went over that pretty quick. Yeah. But, but electric power steering, that's. Think about this. When this car was built, that really wasn't all that all that common. Right. Um, yeah. My car, my my Civic has electric power steering, but that was from 2005. So we're right at the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right at the, right at the end of the the life of the NSX when my car was produced. And um, I, I think that's something that you know people should take note of. That you know this is one of the first few first vehicles to use electric power steering.
0: Yeah, and it's not. So I guess what we're what we're trying to say here is that the Acura NSX or Honda NSX is not simply um, appreciated because of one or two technical features. It's appreciated because of the overall balance that the engineers managed to make and
1: Scott do you want to give us a little bit of the story? Yeah, sure. This? Yeah. Well, first I mean the, yeah. car, the car was loaded with um, you know, innovations. It wasn't mm-hmm. just uh, the, the power steering that we're talking about. Right, I, it wasn't I mean, just aluminum. Oh, no, no. Some of the, the, the pros, you know, if you go back to some of the road tests of the day, mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, the early on road tests, they, they thought it was great in acceleration and handling. Uh, Of course, it had an, analog brakes and it even had traction control, which was relatively new at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, like the build quality, the, the fit and finish of the, the exterior and the interior were top-notch. I mean, mm-hmm. they were way up there. And uh, as far as like the, the, the cons that you'll find, the ones that you will, uh, you know, people say maybe this isn't so good. Right. Um, honestly, it's what you would expect out of a sports car. Um, it's fuel economy. Sure. sure. Um, it's, you know, rear visibility, which is often a, a problem with sports cars, mm-hmm. uh, because of a, a pinched rear window, small mm-hmm. rear window, um, or no rear window um the ride which is stiff because of the handling you know you want it to be stiff um, stiff suspension for feel no i mean there's feel. a
0: reason you didn't buy a lincoln town car exactly right? there's
1: price there's cargo room and mm-hmm. there's getting in and out of the car so that's everything that you would expect for a sports car to have wrong with it it did you know according to <laughs> right. the reviewers but the the pros were so uh so dramatic mm-hmm. that uh, you know people stood up and took notice because um if you don't know, I mean, if you don't know the, the era that we're talking about, and I, I promise we'll get into the, the, sure, the sure, real sure. development of this here in a minute, but um, and really, it's just a short line about it, really. Mm-hmm. But in 1990, you got to remember who was the competition for Acura, Ferrari. Yes. And now here's a car coming from Acura that's a brand new vehicle. It's using it's using the um, the Ferrari 348, which is you know it's it's direct competition as the benchmark for building the Acura NSX. Mm-hmm. So. That gives you an idea of the, the the level of performance that we're talking about in this vehicle. Now now now, today, a lot of cars will beat the NSX in a lot of different areas in sure. overall speed and quickness and agility, you know, et cetera. Ooh. But you have to put yourself back in the you know, nineteen ninety and, and remember what vehicles were like. You know, at six seconds, zero to sixty, you were flying. That was really fast. This oh, is yeah. five point six seconds. Um Again, you know, so zero to sixty five point six. It did. It would do the quarter mile in thirteen point nine, which is respectable. It was right, pretty good. Right. Right. Um, and you know, it's a car that's competing with the top sports cars that the world has to offer at the time, and it's a pretty bold move. And they called it actually. It, it
0: gained the uh, moniker the forty thousand dollar Ferrari. Yeah. Right? Uh,
1: yeah. Forty thousand. I don't know yeah. about that now. Maybe no, it'd be forty thousand no. dollars, but um at the time. You know, Ben, some of these cars were selling at the time for like around a hundred thousand dollars with yes. markups. Yeah. And we're talking nineteen ninety again, a hundred thousand dollars. And this is, you know, all the markups and you know, because we've only we're only gonna get six of these this whole year. Sure. Um, you yeah. know, that's that's the kind of game that was being played with mm-hmm. these. But uh and still, um I wouldn't say rare, but I mean realistically, how many NSX vehicles do you see on the road daily? Very, very few.
0: Yeah, if you see one, you're going to remember it. Um, oh, quick point, though, about the uh, about the mileage, because someone had asked me some of the same things. I've heard that same con mm-hmm. um, just for a snapshot mm-hmm. uh, from uh, 1995 in SX. Uh, the EPA estimated the mileage to be 18 miles per gallon in the city, mm-hmm. uh, 23 to 24 on the highway. You know, that's not terrible. That isn't terrible. I mean, it's certainly not an economy car. Yeah. But I mean, for Pete's sake. Dude, I drive a Monte
1: Carlo. <laughs> I know. This is a, this is an all-out sports car. I've seen yeah. um, seen these on the road lots mm-hmm. of times, and I always whip my head around to look at it a second time. Um, mm-hmm. We had one here in our building for a short time. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone mm-hmm. here in the building would park one in our parking structure every day. Right? I haven't seen it, though, I haven't for a, a long, long time. It has been a long time. Whoever had it, sold it, or, or has moved on. If you're listening, feel free to bring it back and <laughs> yeah, let us get right. a picture with that's it. That's right. They're pretty awesome. And I remember one time seeing one Blasting through the mountains, and uh, I think it was in Tennessee, maybe oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, uphill, must mm. have been going 120. Yeah. Just incredible looking car. It was just cutting in and out of traffic. Uh, not very safe, of course, but sure, beautiful, beautiful. And it was, it was the way it was kind of meant to be driven. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, it was definitely all out. And they don't come cheap, as we were saying. Yeah, that's right. Now they're hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, brand new back in the day, mm-hmm. um, 2005. Um, Ah, you know what? I got a I got a list of prices here for used vehicles. If you want to just kind of yeah. we don't need to go through all these. I was in '91. If you've uh-huh. got a good condition, 1991, uh, you can pay anywhere from about up you know $19,000 down to about one that's in poor condition. You might pay as little as $10,000 or $11,000. Wow! So that's significant for a car that's you know 20 years old at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you go all the way up and it, there's a the whole uh, good, average, poor scale here for mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. Um, and I think this comes from nSx.com but I'll have to double check this um, a 2005 NSX in good condition mm. you're gonna still be paying about sixty eight thousand dollars Ben wow that's uh, that's kind of the high end of it but sixty eight thousand dollars for a good condition 2005 NSX mm. a poor condition 2005 NSX you're still going to be paying forty six thousand dollars. That's just crazy. So it's an, it's it's not super cheap, mm-hmm. but considering what you get for your money, this is a good buy.
0: Yeah, and it's established a reputation. We, we need to also talk about the uh, the very clever and and I think very innovative approach that Honda took with the carbine community.
1: Yeah, you know. I still haven't touched on development. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. And, go. And honestly, let me make it super yeah. quick, and then we'll go right yeah. into that because um, one thing that that you know attracted buyers was that the uh, the NSX. A lot of times, you're going to hear Formula One mentioned with it. You're going to say that mm-hmm. because at the time, you know, and this is relatively common now people say it's about as close to a formula one car as you can get on the road you hear that often i yeah. have heard that about many many cars recently mm-hmm. uh, this was one of the ones maybe one of the first ones that i heard this about because the development of this vehicle kind of ties it ties in a lot actually with um airton Sunna, who is a uh a very well accomplished uh formula one driver look up airton Sunna's, you know driving history he's he's got a cult following uh, people just think he was the best driver ever, probably ever to walk the earth, you know, just uh, it, that kind of following uh, for Airtown Center. Now, unfortunately, he passed away in uh, 94 after mm-hmm. an accident uh, it, during a Grand Prix. And um, you, know, you can look at all that information as well. But um, he had a, a heavy hand in the development of this vehicle, as did someone else who um, uh, many people don't even hear this mentioned, Bobby Rahal. Really, racer Bobby Rahal had a lot to do with the uh, the development of Acura NSX, and I think, and I, I'm double, you know, trying. I, there's no way I'm going to find it in my notes here. Okay, but, um, I think Bobby Rahal had something to do with Acura at the time. I don't know why they went to him. Maybe he was champion at the time. I don't Ooh. recall. No, that's um, probably through test drives, right? Yeah, and, test drives and feedback and, with engineers precisely because you know so you put you put a car like this in in the hands of Ayrton Senna, you put it in, um, you know, Bobby Rahal's hands. They can tell you exactly what's wrong with the car. You know, after just a few laps on a race circuit, and, mm. and that's exactly what Ayrton did. I know early on, um, he wasn't even sure that he could help them much with the vehicle and said, I don't know what I can do for, for you with a, a street car, road car, sure, because I'm used to driving race cars, and I can tell you what to do to make it feel better, but um, they took his, his suggestion, which was he said it felt fragile. He said the car felt fragile when he first drove it, but it was, it was exceptionally light and, and, uh, and handled extremely well. And um, he, he felt everything was good. Just just make it a little bit um, more sturdy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what they did. They spent like something like eight months working on it after that uh, to strengthen it to, to make it a little more rigid. And yeah. uh, he drove it again. Liked everything he felt about it. And you know, and from that point on, he became kind of their go-to guy. Um, back and forth with uh, you know the, these driving tests and you know what he would do to the car. And they gave him a couple of NSX vehicles. I know mm-hmm. um, one of which I believe uh the family still owns. Uh the sen- the Senna family still owns. So um if I someone may be able to refute that and say that now it's purchased at auction or is you know sold off or whatever but or they um, might have it. <laughs> the last note that I had um was that the uh you know the family still owns his car. That's his, awesome. His personal car given to him by Acura. That's awesome, and I hope they hold on to it. Yeah, and, and you know that ba- Bobby Ray Hall thing—that was a, a complete twist that I had never read before. So yeah, that's it's kind of out of the blue there. Yeah, you don't hear about that very often. No. Uh, one
0: one thing that I really I really like the point you're making with the approach that Honda is taking with their consultations. Mm-hmm. They they're consulting the car buyers, they're consulting the race car drivers, mm-hmm. um, and they're continuously refining this vehicle which is of course something we see attempted in every every automotive line mm-hmm. right but if you look at their timeline we've got a great timeline from Honda you can see that they've that through the lifetime of this vehicle or excuse me the first life of this vehicle which mm-hmm. we'll get to later they've been uh, focusing on several things and one of the biggest things they've been focusing on is making the vehicle lighter and stronger and faster. And, and the – what's what's funny is looking through this, um, in 1990, you know, they have uh, – their all-aluminum body already weighs 200 kilograms less than it would if it was steel. Mm-hmm. And so up through the 90s and into um, 2000 – can I say aught five? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's a weird way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, 2005 then. Sure. Um, up, up through that time, they're still removing excess weight, um, and successfully, mm-hmm. which which blows me away. Because at a certain point, I had to ask myself, well, without resorting to new materials, where are you guys going to get extra weight off? Yeah, what's
1: left? Yeah, what what is left? Yeah, well, Lotus does that a lot. Lotus mm-hmm. lightens their vehicles. They they uh, adhere to that, you know. Lighter is is better. Lighter is faster. Type uh, policy. You know, sure, you can still yeah, make it just yeah. as strong. Just make it lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of vehicles are doing that. You know, with the with the idea in mind that you know we don't necessarily need a a huge high horsepower engine. Mm-hmm. We just need to refine the way we do things, and we can make them safer at the same time. And uh, you know, that, that's something that Acura is very good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long, long time, they they kept this vehicle around, in it's. Like I mentioned, basically the same body style, mm-hmm. uh, with very few refinements for 15 years. And that's a uh, the engine.
0: I can't believe we didn't talk about yeah, the engine. Yeah, you know,
1: um, I've got a, a short. Uh, f- I, I believe this is from uh, nsx dot com, but it's mm-hmm. a list of, um, you know, kind of highlights in the history of the NSX from the beginning to the end. And I, I promise I'll keep it quick, but <laughs> um, it has a it has a great list that has changes by year. And uh, it kind of gives you an idea of, of, you know, just how, I don't know, how little really was yeah. was changed in this vehicle throughout the 15 year history, and it was still successful all the way through the end. And people, people still love this car. I, I still love this car. Um, so if you start at the very beginning, you know, by the time, you know, 1991 was the first model year. Mm-hmm. Um, by 1992, you know, there was really very, very few changes. Yeah. 93, there were some safety console changes. You know, they changed the center console to include, get this. An integral cup holder, which, uh, you know, is very, very important for speed. Um, By 1994, they increased the tire size. uh, So, you know, they got wider rear rear wheels and front wheels. Yeah. Uh, 95, there was a new top. They had this target top, which was uh, kind of a big deal for a while. It's a removable panel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that you could store in the vehicle. um, And uh, they had to upgrade uh, the structural reinforcement just a little bit to kind of pass federal standards at that Mm -hmm. point wasn't until 1997 that they actually came out with a bigger engine um that you know the original engine you, you've probably got info on the original engine right
0: yeah the uh the original engine uh v6 is at 3 3.0 mm-hmm, three liter uh, yeah yeah 3. Point, 3.0 liter six cylinder um, you could also uh there's like by 1995 there was one that had uh 270 horsepower or 252 horsepower mm-hmm. uh so 1997 they
1: move up. To a 3.2 liter. Mm -hmm. That's right. Another V6 engine, still mid engine mount, uh, Mm -hmm. still behind the driver, uh, 290 horsepower. Um, and they've also got a new six speed manual transmission before that. I believe it was a five speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they also upgraded the brakes at that time. You know, you have the horsepower, you up the weight just a little bit. You're going to, uh, um, well actually not the weight, just you upgrade the horsepower a little bit. You're going to want to upgrade the, the brakes too. Yeah. They had to increase the rotors, I think specifically. Ex- exactly. So now in 99, uh, they've got a, uh, an Alex Zanardi edition. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. another driver that went from IndyCar cart up to uh, formula one for a, a short time. Um, Near tragic, well, kind of a tragic ending to that story mm-hmm. with the Zanardi. But um, if you don't know about Alex Zanardi, take a look for him online too. Find out what happened. But he's he still is. he's still with us. But well, anyways, uh, t- there's a uh, by 2000, mm-hmm. uh, mainly just interior refinements, mm-hmm. um, and then 2001. Uh, let's see, <laughs> carpeted floor mats, Ben. 2001, <laughs> carpeted floor mats. That was really the big, uh, and there was a, like an emergency opener in the trunk or something oh, like and, that. Oh, and, uh, so. fixed headlights too. Oh, fixed headlights. That was, uh, 2002. That was, that was 2002? 2002, okay. exterior updates. Um, really, uh, this is one of the first changes to exterior mm. appearance, uh, was, was the headlights that you mentioned. Yeah. They went from the flip-up headlights, which a lot of people had, you know, Corvettes up until a certain sure. point. Yeah. Um, they went to, uh, these fixed headlights, which I don't know. People, you know, either love them or hate them. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things. That's that's, in my opinion, you know, I, I still hold to my earlier statements that more moving parts equals more things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. However, f- entirely subjective, mm-hmm. entirely my own opinion. I like flip headlights because it makes me feel cool
1: when I get to push the button. They do look flip kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, a little vacuum. Assist things that work on that. Yeah, you but, know, the, the old Corvettes that had to flip up headlights? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, there's something about that. Yeah, I know a lot of them, they end up, you know, one of them sticking up. That's the problem. It looks, it looks so lame
0: when one of them conks out and yeah. they never break at the same time. Yep, exactly. If they could break at
1: the same time, that'd be perfect. That, you know what? We should, <laughs> we should be working for someone. But, and then, okay, then yeah. by the time we get to, I'm uh, really very, very few changes, um, in 2005, they actually planned to end the production. Um, in 2005, so it wasn't yeah. just you know like we can't build this anymore. They decided to end production in 2005. They were going to replace it in 2008. We kind of know how what, what happened mm-hmm. at that point. They didn't do it. But um, in 2005, there was an NSX R version, which is sold in Japan only, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, that version, um, it's one of those things where they built a race car version. They were going to race this vehicle, so they had to build a certain number of street vehicles as well. And I believe they only built uh, they only built five. Mm-hmm. In order to uh, to comply with the standards for that that racing series, so if you're one of the lucky owners of the five NSX Rs that are out there in Japan, mm-hmm. yeah, good for you. Let's hang out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, please uh, bring it over
0: before we go past 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk about racing just a little bit. Yes, because we we do know that one of the reasons the the public really enjoyed this car is that you could be driving the same kind of car. On the street, you know, on your way to to Walmart or mm-hmm. what have you, uh, the same kind of car that is found in racing uh, and the same kind of car
1: that wins races. Yeah, and they made a big deal about this was that mm-hmm. the drivability and the uh, user friendliness, I guess, of this vehicle yeah. was mm-hmm. so much greater than, um, you know, the Ferrari at the time that, that they were mentioning. It was uh, – now remember, 1990 Ferrari 348 right. was the benchmark, and they said that, you know, compared to the NSX – Uh, they said that it was just, it just wasn't as well put together. They said the Ferrari was, and I, I mean, it's weird to think about it this way, but they said that the NSX was so tight and so easy to use and so comfortable in everyday driving that it was more like, it, it, it felt like a honda civic when you're around town when you're mm. just driving it here and there you you had no problem running errands in this car mm. but in a ferrari you didn't feel like you could do that it just wasn't as well put together it was it was meant for speed of course it's very specialized exactly yeah. it was quick it was it was you know beautiful but maybe it wasn't you know quite as user friendly as the uh, acura nsx was at the time
0: and the nsx has a uh, by 1991 they have begun a Driving Academy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, I think, had a huge impact on the customer base and some of the things going forward in the car because Honda would ask the owners and the staff to mingle, to talk to each other. Say okay. Well, what do you like? What do you not like? Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people like me loved everything but the price.
1: Sure, consumer feedback, big, yeah, big yeah. deal.
0: Which is which is now it's very common. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's necessary in vehicles now. Yeah, you see these ride and drive events all the time. Yes, and, uh, But these were more like um, academy events. Yeah, kind of like when you talked about professional driving schools, precisely. And you know something like that where you know you get to really experience the vehicle. So in
0: 94, we see our first, uh, first NSX in the 24 hour Le Mans Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we see, let's see, what else do we see? Where, where are they coming back in Le Mans? Oh, uh, and then in 1995, we see a victory in the G2, GT2 class Mm -hmm. for the 24 hour Grand Prix in Le Mans. Very impressive. Right. Well, I mean, it's like a year later. Mm-hmm. This is a yeah, success it's like the, story. What
1: fourth year of de- of, of production? Right. That's yeah. pretty big. That's pretty big.
0: And uh, then we see the, uh, the it gets victories in its class for the uh, Tokatsu, pardon my pronunciation, twenty four hour race and the Suzuka uh, one thousand kilometer race. This is all in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as we move up, we see it's ninety six. It has its first entry in Japan's GT championship, mm-hmm. which from what I've heard is a tough race. And uh, in 98 – not that I'm saying the Le Mans is easy. <laughs> nobody read the Lister Mail. Yeah. Uh, in 1998, they've got their first victory at the Japan GT championship. All right. Very good. So uh, let's see. They've, they've got uh, – I think – is it 2000? They've got another one. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make without going down a rabbit hole – is these guys win races and exactly as you said, Scott, it's different um, in comparison to the Ferrari because think of the Ferrari as – when it comes to speed, think of the Ferrari as this wild, feral animal. It is always a tiger. It doesn't matter if you're driving it in a school zone. That car is built to go fast and it wants to go fast. And an Acura, I mean, are, am I out of no, turn I'm, here? No, I'm following you. I understand. Yeah, and it's it's a bad comparison, but an but Acura NSX, from what people said, from what mm-hmm. car buyers say, and in full disclosure, I've never driven one, they they said that
1: they felt there was uh, an easier drive. I got to tell you, there's a big difference in sports cars built today than there was in sport car, sports cars built 20 years ago mm-hmm. in that you know, they, they do a, an awful lot more now. To make them streetable, to make yes. them to make them roadworthy, you know, for uh, you know going to the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you happen to use it for, uh, you know, it used to be that they were strictly, I'm going to take this car out. It should be a race car. It mm-hmm. should be on a track. But uh, I'm going to drive it around town for you know this weekend and then and park it again and then probably fix it whatever's wrong with it because uh, it's just not going to hold up. It didn't have the reliability. Didn't have the fit and finish of a of a street car of you know even of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, you know now, like I say, they're they're working a lot more on on making those usable. And
0: uh, we're by no means dogging uh, Ferraris at all because I oh, no. I actually I'm not going to say that I prefer a Ferrari to an NSX. I'm not going to say <laughs>
1: it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just it, it they're different vehicles, but they they are definitely they were rivals when they when they first emerged. Well, dollar wise,
1: NSX is more attainable at this point. Certainly, certainly for me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> me too, me too. You know what? I've got one more note about, yeah. um, you know, the NSX-Ferrari comparison because yes. uh, we talk about, you know, we, we've been just comparing it to the first vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, the 348, and this kind of leads to the demise of the NSX, okay? This oh, leads, nice segue. This yeah. leads into the end of it because um, here's what happened. You know, in the 1990, you know, they're comparing it or they're using it as mm-hmm. um, the benchmark for, for, you know, from – Ferrari, the 348. Yeah. Well, you got to remember that the NSX, you know, the men- the updates that I mentioned all along, uh, you know, however large or small they happen mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. um, it was still the same vehicle and they had intended to redo this vehicle to make it, you know, all new in 2008. Um, they didn't get to do that or they haven't done it yet, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to remember that in that time, Ferrari had four vehicles you know, between nineteen ninety and two thousand five. They they went from the three forty eight, then they developed the F three fifty five, the three sixty, and then the F four thirty by two thousand five. And you know that as they progressed they became stronger, more powerful, mm. lighter, you know, et cetera. And uh, the fit and finish improved, and the way that you know the, the roadability of the vehicle improved. So you know you could drive it daily if you wanted to. Um, you know they they continually made improvements in four different vehicles over fifteen years, where NSX was or Acura rather was updating what they already had for I see. fifteen yeah. years. And and it's a big difference. That's I mean, a huge. Difference. It's 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 not bad to do. I mean you, mm. you know there's many popular cars that have hung on for longer than fifteen years. Um, at least a few anyways, but, you know, that, that refinements do just fine. But um, mm-hmm. now you're talking about a sports car, and 15 years later, it's time to make a change.
0: I see what you're saying. Is this our segue into the good news? I think so, yeah. Okay, so obviously, guys, it's not 2008. Uh, 2008 came and went with no new NSX. Uh, there were a lot of rumors flying around, mm-hmm. one of the biggest uh, being that, The new, the next NSX would have a V10 engine.
1: Mm -hmm. And that was a big rumor that got a lot of people just (laughs) Twitter-pated. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, not only that, but it was going to be a front-mounted V10. Right, which Which is is a huge change. Well, big change. Yeah, because for the 15 years, it had that Mm -hmm. mid-mounted aluminum engine. So, uh, this is a big deal. A V10, five and a half liter V10, Mm -hmm. um, high horsepower. They're talking about somewhere in, what, 560 horsepower, I think is what it was. I read 550, 560. Okay, 550. Um, but yeah, this is a big, big change. And, um, well, you want to tell them? It's not going,
0: it's probably not going to be that vehicle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to still be, uh, I think the phrase they use, and did you pick up on this one, man? The, the phrase they use is like the spiritual successor or something? <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. Uh, but the, okay, there's not, there's probably not going to be a V10 engine. Okay. Uh, but what we're hearing and what we've heard from some of the latest news is that the next NSX may very well be a hybrid. Okay. Which,
1: blew my mind yeah but you know what you're seeing that from a lot of performance vehicles these days you know, that you mm. know they've got uh they may go with an all gas version and then they may have a hybrid version also mm-hmm. um not that the hybrid version is any less powerful because you know oftentimes you'll find that like the porsche 918 look at that vehicle uh yeah. that, that spider that we talked about yeah recently, nice that's point. an incredible sports car um, and that's a hybrid as well. And you know, I know that Lamborghini and and Ferrari are both planning mm-hmm. hybrid vehicles, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It seems to make sense that they would announce that it would be a hybrid. But I think just as many people will be a little bit disappointed that you know it's not an all gas, just fire breathing V ten engine. Um, yeah, I but mean- you know, and this thing, this this this. This rumor, this thing that we're hearing back and forth, this is so on again, off again, because I've got a report here from um, – Ah shoot, I don't have it like right April? in front of you. Yeah, April. April yeah. of 2011 that says that it's been spotted at the Nürburgring, and it's, and it's yeah. doing laps that are just about as fast as the Nissan GTR. Mm-hmm. So, I saw that too. Okay, and then, but then at the same time, you'll read that now we've canceled the program. Right, and here's a full camel vehicle that's that's out there testing. So what do you what do you believe? I guess you wait and see the news each week. Yeah, because it it's been on again off again since 2005 when they canceled the program. Mm -hmm. You know, 2008, so they had this break where you know everybody's kind of expecting something in '08, and then the economy just tanked, and they said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna hold off. Yeah, it's not the right time to to reveal this type of vehicle, and um still waiting. So if you guys want to catch up
0: on rumors, the the rumor mill is in full swing. You, sure, you, you can go see, to
1: uh, websites where people are
0: talking about it.
1: Yeah, you can see spy shots. You can see full renderings of the vehicle without mm. any camo. You know, you know, people have I don't know, kind of determined what it may look like, and they're also talking about a price tag near, like this is a high price tag. It's like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars is an estimate uh, at this point. Well, that's so inflation. it's uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I'll say inflation. Um, that would have me combing the classifieds for one of the 1991 models. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I in the Craigslist post. You know what? I'd love to find an old NSX for sale for you know at the low end of that price, but in mm. reasonable condition.
0: See, yeah, I'm wondering that one. The in poor condition, ten thousand
1: dollar range. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how poor poor is. Is well, poor drivable? See, you don't you don't buy a vehicle like that and then drive it like you're uh, you know. You're you're not, you're not going to baby it, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's got to be a project car. It's, it's going to be pretty well beat up at this point, I would mm-hmm. think. I know a lot of people really, really are meticulous about maintaining those, but you're going to pay a high dollar amount for those.
0: Sure, yeah. And and it's really a seller's market.
1: Yeah, they're tough. Until they're, the new ones come out. Well, they're tough to find right now. And because mm-hmm. I've been kind of... Halfway ever since we've been talking about this, yeah. I've been combing the uh, the classifieds for them, and there just aren't any available in our area, even oh, wow. uh, for under let's say twenty eight thousand dollars. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's you know for a project car at this point, yeah, it's way, 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 way too much. Um. So, <laughs> how many know, ways keep, was that? <laughs> uh, that's a lot of ways. Yeah. I keep I keep my eyes open, but yeah. you know when you do spot one on the road, I I, I really do crane my neck to look at it because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a fantastic looking car. All right. You know
0: what, Scott? I want to and need to hear whether or not any of our listeners have owned an NSX.
1: Good idea. Yeah. And I bet you somebody out there has owned one or does own one right now.
0: You guys, we'd love to hear about it. We'd like to uh, see any pictures if you've got them. Um, I I don't want to say that I'm, I'm jealous. Let's say I'm appreciative.
1: <laughs> I'm jealous. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, oh, yeah. it's got to be so awesome, man. <laughs> on the right day, yeah. taking that out. Yeah. Um, so that hit us sound, up on... It yeah. sounds
1: so good, wouldn't it? You have that engine right behind your
0: head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we're worried about, the engine placement, too. So send us, a, uh, send us a message on Facebook and Twitter. And if you, as an owner, know any sort of inside, like tips or tricks or weird eccentricities of the vehicle, we'd love to hear some of that stuff, too. Uh, you can send us an email directly at
1: CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join Works staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The Works iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.